It is well known that following the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is a sign for the person's love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As Allah Azza wa Jal he mentions in Surah Ali Imran, Kul in kuntum tuhibun Allah, fattabi'uni yuhbibukum Allah, wa yaghfir lakum dhunubakum. Say, if you truly love Allah, then follow me. Allah will love you and forgive you of your sins. So the following of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is a sign of the servant's love for Allah azza wa And the more the person follows and adheres to the sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the stronger the person's love is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the lesser the person follows, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the weaker the person's love is for Allah. As Allah azza wa jal, he sent the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as the messenger of all of mankind. And following the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, this is following that which is a mercy. As Allah Azza wa Jal mentions, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ And we have not sent you, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, except as a mercy to mankind or to the creation. With that being said, the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that which he came with is guidance. And there is nothing that we are in need of as it relates to our aqidah, our ibadah, our akhlaq, our mu'amala, except that the Prophet ﷺ taught us. As the Yahudi, he said to Salman al-Farisi, radiyallahu an, عَلَّمَكُمْ نَبِيُّكُمْ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ he said that your prophet has taught you everything Even the mannerisms of how to relieve yourself Indeed, he has taught us everything So the Prophet ﷺ has taught this ummah That which they are in need of knowing To properly worship Allah To properly believe in Allah To properly Conduct oneself To do business In a proper manner Every aspect of life Is covered by the deen And this is from the completion And the perfection of Islam 
that in every aspect of the life of the Muslim, we have guidance. All you have to do, look in the books of Athkar, like the books that teach the du'as to make, and the Athkar to make. You will read the index and you see like there's a du'a for like every occasion. Words of remembrance for every occasion. When you wake up in the morning, right? When you're about to go to the bathroom, when you leave in the bathroom, right? When you make an ablution, when you finish the ablution, when you're about to go and pray, when you finish the prayer, when you're putting on your clothes, when you're about to leave your home, when coming back in the home, before you eat, after you eat, before you drink, after you drink. Even before a man has relations with his wife, guidance, the Prophet has taught us. Every aspect. We have guidance. So with that being said, this is a proof that the deen is complete and perfect. As Allah Azza wa Jal, He mentions, اليوم أكملت لكم دينكم وأتسممت عليكم نعمتي ورضيت لكم الإسلام دينا That this day, I have completed for you your religion. And I have perfected my favor upon you. And I am pleased for you Islam as a religion. قال الإمام مالك رحمه الله تعالى من زعم whoever uh, makes the claim or من استحسن في الدين فقد زعم أن محمدا قد خال الرسالة whoever seeks to bring about something new or good in the religion, then this individual has claimed that the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, he betrayed the message that was given to him. لِأَنَّ اللَّهَ عَزَّ وَجَالِ يَقُولَ الْيَوْمَ أَتَمَلْتُ لَكُمْ دِينَكُمْ وَأَتْمَمْتُ مَعَلَيْكُمْ نِعْمَتِي وَرَضِيتُ لَكُمْ إِسْلَامَ دِينَ فَمَا لَمْ يَكُمْ يَوْمَ إِذٍ دِينَ فَلَا يَكُمْ يَوْمَ دِينَ Imam Malik ta'ala, he mentions that whoever seeks to bring about something good in the religion, meaning something new in the religion, then he has claimed that Muhammad وسلم, has betrayed the message. And he betrayed the message that Allah gave to him to convey because he didn't, he, he, he hid something. Because if you have to bring something new into the religion, that means the religion is not complete. And that the Prophet didn't do his job in conveying everything. That's actually what that means. So he went on to mention that Allah Azza wa Jal, He says that today or this day I have completed for you your religion. I have perfected my favor upon you. And I am pleased for you Islam as your religion. And then Imam Malik said, whatever wasn't the religion on that day, meaning when the verse came down, it's not the religion today. Because if Allah Azza wa Jal, as he mentioned in his Quran, that he has completed and perfected Islam, then there's nothing that anyone can bring into the religion to make it better. The religion is already good and perfect. You can't make the deen better. You can't bring something and say, well, this is going to make matters easier, or this is going to make Islam better. How can someone better something that Allah has perfected. It's not possible. 
So the Prophet ﷺ, he conveyed the message in its entirety. Everything that Allah commanded him to convey, the Prophet conveyed it. The Prophet did not hide anything from the revelation which Allah commanded him to convey. As And this was mentioned by Aisha radiallahu anha, that whoever says that the Prophet ﷺ hid something from the revelation, فَقَدْ كَذَبَ He has lied. This person has lied. And he lied on Allah and he lies on the Prophet ﷺ. So one part of our belief in the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ is that we believe he is a truthful man and he is an honest man and that he fulfilled the amana. Right? He conveyed the risala and he fulfilled the amana. The Prophet ﷺ did not hide anything that Allah commanded him to convey. And when the Prophet ﷺ was conveying the deen, it was not from himself. As Allah mentions, وَمَا يَنْتِكُ عَنْ الْهَوَى إِنْهُوَ إِلَّا وَحِيُّهَا And he doesn't speak from his desires, it is only revelation that is revealed to him. As you know, there will be Muslims who will be celebrating the Prophet's birthday tomorrow. Tomorrow's the 12th. Yeah, you didn't mean the 6th. Or the Well, they start from tonight going into tomorrow. Tonight is the 12th night and tomorrow is the 12th day. And this is a practice, Barakallahu Fikum, that was not during the time of Prophet Muhammad The Prophet did not celebrate his birthday nor did he command the Sahaba to celebrate his birthday and nor did the Sahaba or the Tabi'een or the Atba'a Tabi'een after the death of the Prophet celebrate his birthday. And we find that the Muslims from amongst the Muslims who celebrate the Prophet's birthday they mention their uh, reasons why they do it and from their reasons is that this is a way of showing love for the Prophet Sallallahu and a way of honoring the Prophet Sallallahu and other than that however loving the Prophet Sallallahu is an act of ibadah we love the Prophet because this is from our Iman. The Prophet Sallallahu said, لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى أكون أحب إليه من والده ووالده والناس أجمعين None of you truly believes until I become more beloved to him than his parent, his child, and all of the people. So loving Prophet Muhammad sallallahu more than we love anyone or anything from creation, this is from Iman. This is a, from a matter of the deen. So loving the Prophet sallallahu is not about emotions. It's about we love him because he is the messenger of Allah sallallahu We love him because Allah loves him and Allah sent him to guide us. This is why we have the love. This is the religious love that we have for the Prophet sallallahu and with that, it must be within the confines of the Sharia. 
It must be within the confines of the legislation. We can't just love him any way we want to love him. We have to love him according to how the deen tells us and directs us to love him. And the best example of how to love the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam we find in the Sahaba. Because no one loved the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam more than the Sahaba did. And no one honored the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam more than the Sahaba did. There is a narration where Urwa ibn Mas'ud he had mentioned to the Quraysh, and this was after the Treaty of Hudaybiyah, he had mentioned to them how he traveled the world and he visited the different kings of the dunya, Qaisar, Kisra, Najashi. And he said, Wallahi, ma ra'aytu malikan yu'addimuhu ashabuhu kama yu'addimu ashabu Muhammadin Muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He said, I swear by Allah, I never seen a king who was honored by his companions in the manner that the companions of Muhammad Muhammad honors Muhammad He never seen the likes of it. And this was said even though the Sahaba never celebrated the birthday of the Prophet Muhammad They honored him. But never was there an ihtifal or like a party, a gathering to mention the Prophet wasallam or to mention aspects of his seerah or other than that. We don't find this from the companions. And the Prophet wasallam said about them, خَيْرٌ nas qarni thumma الَّذِينَ يَلُونَهُمْ thumma الَّذِينَ يَلُونَهُمْ That the best of the people is my generation. These are the best Muslims. So if we want to have Allah be pleased with us, then we must follow them. As Allah Azawajal mentions, As-sabiquna al-awwalun min al-muhajirina wal-ansar wal-ladhina tabi'uhum bi-ihsan radiyallahu anhu wa radu'an The first and the foremost to accept Islam from the muhajirin and from the ansar and those who follow them in goodness. Allah is pleased with them and they are pleased with Allah. If we want Allah to be pleased with us, then we must follow those first Muslims. We don't find any of the first Muslims celebrating the birthday of the Prophet wasallam. So if we say we love the Prophet Muhammad wasallam, then our love is to be displayed by following him. As the Prophet ﷺ, he mentioned, كُلُّ أُمَّتِي يَدْخُلُونَ الْجَنَّةِ إِلَّا مَنْ أَبَى قِيلَ وَمَنْ يَعْبَى يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ قَالَ مَنْ أَطَعَنِي دَخَلَ الْجَنَّةِ وَمَنْ أَصَانِي فَقَدْ أَبَى All of my nation will enter into paradise except for those who refuse. It was said, who will refuse, O Messenger of Allah? He said, those who obey me will enter into paradise and those who disobey me, they have refused. So we must obey the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi What did he say? Iyakum wa muhdathatil umur Be aware of the newly invented matters What did the Prophet say? Man ya'ish minkum ba'di Fa sayara ikhtilafin kathira Fa alaykum bi sunnati Wa sunnati al-khulafa Al-rashidin al-mahdiyin min ba'di Abbu alayha bin nawajid
those from amongst you who live after me will see a lot of differing. Differing amongst the Muslims. So upon you is following my way in the way of the rightly guided Khulafa, bite onto it with your molar teeth. So this matter of the celebration of the birthday of the Prophet wasallam, the ulama have mentioned that this came during the Fatimiyah dynasty from the Ubaidiyun. In the Fatimiyah dynasty, they were Shiites. Yeah. They are the ones who introduced this matter of celebrating the Prophet's birthday. And it wasn't just his birthday, it was the Prophet's birthday, it was Ali's birthday, Fatima's birthday, and the birthdays of Al-Hassan and Al-Hussein. And then to add to that, the birthday of the present Khalifa at that time from amongst them. They were celebrating all of these birthdays. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He used to fast on Mondays And when the question about that He mentioned that this was the day he was born on This is not a proof For the celebration of the Prophet's birthday If one wants to say Well look, the Prophet was fasting Because it was his birthday Or the day he was born on Then we say, okay, well then fast <laughs> Fast <laughs> And listen, he didn't just fast one Monday. The Prophet normally used to fast on Mondays and Thursdays. And from that which he mentioned, the days that the deeds go up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Also Monday is the day revelation came to him. And you'll find the narrations regarding the virtues of Monday and Thursday. Right. Ahsan. Not just one Monday in Rabi al-Awwal. Right. Not just one month. And then even with the issue of the date, well, there's some scholars say the 8th, some scholars say the 12th. There's a difference of opinion amongst the scholars of Tariq as to actually what the, what the date, as far as the number that he was born on. It's, okay, it's clearly he was born on a Monday, but which Monday was it? Was it the first Monday of the month, the second Monday of the month? What Monday was it? Or what was the actual date? The scholars themselves disagree on, on, on that affair. So the point of the shahid is that to use the narration that the Prophet ﷺ, he used to fast on Mondays because it was his the day of his birth, so he was born on a Monday, as the proof to celebrate the 12th of Rabi al-Awwal, this is not a proof. Because the first thing we will ask, okay, who from the Sahaba understood that narration that way? Misunderstood? Because if that's the correct understanding, then why didn't Abu Bakr understand that way? Why didn't Umar bin Khattab understand that way? Why didn't Uthman or Ali, the Prophet said, and follow the way of the rightly guided Khulafa? These are the four best Muslims after Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi None of them understood that narration to mean to celebrate the Prophet's birthday. Yeah. No. There's something very important in this aspect. That no one of the prophets of the past, no one of the messengers of the past celebrated his birthday. Even Adam mm. did not celebrate his creation. Son. But the issue, the scholars they mentioned, the reason why the the Fatimiyah they introduced this practice was to compete with the Nasara, the Christians. 
who was celebrating what they say is the birthday of Isa alayhi salam. Mm. So it came from that from that angle to compete with them. Like, okay, y'all honoring y'all prophet, we're gonna honor our prophet too. Like that. The honor of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is through ittiba'al, just through following him. This is how we honor our Prophet sallallahu by following his sunnah. And this is what the Sahaba, they did, radiyallahu anhum ajma'in, that they followed the sunnah. You'll find some who will say, but there is what you call a bid'ah hasana in the deen. There's good bid'ah in the deen. This goes against the statement of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam أَمَّا بَعْلْ فَإِنَّ أَصْدَقَ الْحَدِيثِ كِتَابُ اللَّهُ وَخَيْرَ الْهَدِي هَدِي مُحَمَّدٍ sallallahu alayhi wa sallam وَالشَّرْوَ الْأُمُورِ مُحْدَثَاتُهَا وَكُلَّ مُحْدَثَةً بِدْعَةً وَكُلَّ بِدْعَةٍ ضُلَامًا The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to say in the khutbah al-hajah as to what follows indeed the most truthful speech is the book of Allah and the best guidance is the guidance of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the most evil of the affairs of the Nuri al-Mintimara and every Nuri al-Mintimara is misguidance so how can someone come after the Prophet said every innovation is misguidance and they say well there's good innovation there's no such thing as good innovation in the deen and let's just say, okay, what is the guidelines to say that something is good innovation in the deen? What are the wadith? What are the guidelines? The rulings? So we, let's just say, for, we say, okay, there is good innovation in the deen. Okay, how do we determine what's good and what's not good? Don't you still have to go back to the text? So in, in, in any event, that shows that there's no such thing as good innovation in the deen. As Allah Azza wa Jal mentioned, لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْفَةٌ حَسَنًا That indeed you have in the Messenger of Allah a beautiful example. So the Prophet wasallam is the example for everyone. Okay. So what he did, we do. What he believed, we believe. What he said, we say. Right? How he behaved, we behave. We do our best to follow the Prophet. Allah made him the example. So everything must go back to the Prophet. If the Prophet didn't do it or say it or believe it or worship Allah in that way, we don't do it. We don't do it. And likewise, the Ijma of the Sahaba. The, the consensus of the companion is deen. As Allah Azawajal mentions, وَمَنْ يُشَاقِقِ الرَّسُولِ مَنْ بَعْدِ مَا تَبَيَّنَ لَهُ الْهُدَى وَيَتَّبِعْ غَيْرَ سَبِيلِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ نُوَلِّهِ مَا تَوَلَّهُ وَنُسْلِهِ جَهَنَّمُ وَسَاءَةُ مَصِيرًا That whoever opposes the messenger after the guidance has been made clear and he follows a way other than the way of the believers. So here Allah, he rebukes those who follow a way other than the way of the believers. Who are the first believers other than the Sahaba? Okay, we look at the Sahaba, they didn't celebrate the Mawlid. So now someone's coming after them and following or practicing the Mawlid, something the Sahaba didn't do. 
So he falls under the category of following other than the way of the believers. Because they're the first thing. Also, uh, Allah, he mentioned he would turn him to what he turned himself to and burn him in hell with an evil of all. Because innovation leads to the hell fire. And every, and every misguidance is in the hellfire. Also, Allah Azza mentions, And if they believe in the likes of that which you all believe in, you all meaning the Prophet and the Sahaba, not just the Prophet, but the Sahaba as a whole. So what they believe in, we must believe. Because their way is one. And the Sahaba, they were not from the people of innovation. No one from the Sahaba innovated in the deen at all. No one. Rather, you find the Sahaba, they were united upon the Sunnah. Even when they might have different in affairs of jurisprudence, of fiqh, and stuff like that. But none of them were people of innovation. None of them made up things in the religion. And made a new way, right? Taking the people away from the sunnah. Because every time a sunnah is introduced into the religion, a form, a bid'ah. Every time a bid'ah is introduced into the religion, a sunnah is taken away. Because when a person is doing bid'ah, it takes the place of a sunnah he's supposed to be doing. And this is the nature of the affair. So those who say there's good bid'ah. We say the Prophet Wasallam said every bid'ah is misguided. Those who say, well, the Prophet Wasallam used to fast on Mondays because it was his birthday, we say, well, then fast on Mondays. And don't just pick one day out of the year to celebrate. Fast on Mondays like the Prophet did, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Those who uh, say that well, this is what the people are doing. This is another excuse. Well, the people are practicing. What's the problem? And the Prophet said, whatever the Muslims see as being good, then it is good. What's meant here or intended here by the Muslims is the Sahaba, not is <laughs> the Sahaba. They're the first Muslims. And not the Muslims after them being in opposition to them. Uh, Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu anhu he stated, "Kullu bid'atan dolara wa in nas hasana." That every innovation in the religion is misguided, even if the people see it as being something good. What will the Prophet say on the day of judgment when he sees some of the Muslims being driven away from the pond? Ummati, Ummati. This is my nation, my nation. The Malaika will say, Innaka la tadri ma ahdathu wa ma baddalu ba'da. You don't know what they change from the religion after your death. So he will say, Suhqan, Suhqan, liman baddala. Get away. Get away for those individuals who change the religion after my death. The Prophet didn't know anything about no molid in his time. This is a change in the practice of the religion. So these individuals should be concerned about being driven away from the hawl of the Prophet for changing the practices of the religion. 
And then you have, unfortunately, superstitions that are connected with celebrating the Mawlid. And this is not everyone, but some of them may believe that the Prophet Sallallahu comes to the gathering The Prophet comes to the gathering. And without a doubt, this is a, an affair of superstition. Yes. One of the important things that we have to remember is to understand that the believer is to humble under Allah, the Khushua, and lower himself. While someone is celebrating his birthday, he's really praising himself and putting himself in a state that is against humbleness, against lowering himself, he's doing the opposite. Well, they want now this is wrong in the, in, the, in the matter of fact, as an idea, or as a thought, or a way to uh, celebrate. It should be cancelled completely from the mind. Of Anyone who has some kind of maturity, he will never accept it. Mm. The, the celebration of birthdays, if you look at the origin of it, it has paganism connected to it. That's number one. And the Prophet Wasallam would never be involved in any type of practice that involves paganism or the origin of it is paganism. The Prophet Sallallahu Wasallam, one of the companions came to him and mentioned that he made uh, an oath to slaughter an animal in a, a certain place. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi asked him, is that a place where the people used to worship idols or slaughter animals to idols? And it was said, no. He said, well then carry out your oath. Look, look how the Prophet was concerned that this place was not a place that people used to commit shirkin or do acts of shirk so that the individual, the Sahabi, doesn't resemble the people of shirk. When the Prophet ﷺ came to Medina and found the Ansar celebrating two days, he asked them, what are these two days you are celebrating? And they said, uh, These are two days we used to celebrate in the times of Jahiliyyah. And the Prophet Sallallahu he mentioned that Allah exchanged these two days for that which is better than them, Idul Fitr, Idul Adha. So the Prophet didn't leave the people upon the practices of Jahiliyyah. The celebration of birthdays is from the practices of Jahiliyyah. Some say, well, the Prophet Sallallahu he made an aqiqah for himself when he was older. This narration is not authentic. Yes, that's not authentic. And even if say he did, and it is authentic, that is that's not celebrating a birthday. That's not celebrating a birthday. When we make Akika for our children, that's celebrating a birthday? No, that's that's is a, a sign of gratitude and thanks. Right? That we do. So if anything, if that is Authentic, then we say, okay, if an akika wasn't done for you and you're old, and then you make akika for yourself. That's what you extract from that. Not get a, have a birthday party. 
for the problem. No, you, I'm serious that you find people actually having parties. They're putting up lights. They're making sweets and cakes and stuff like that. This is what is happening uh, around the world and here in America also amongst the Muslims. But some, they take it further than that. As, as, as I mentioned, they have the superstitions. There were some lines of poetry that read, and this was during the Mawlid, هذا الحبيب مع الأحباب قد حضر وسامح الكل فيما قد مضى وجرى شرك والله this is the beloved one who has come to be present with his beloved or the beloved ones and he has pardoned everyone for that which has passed and for that which will come these lines of poetry were mentioned by uh, Hassan al-Banna the Mu'assis of the Ikhwan al-Muslimin. Yeah, yeah, this is his, these lines of poetry he said. From the, the Mu'assis of the Ikhwan al-Muslimin. This is shirk billah azawajal. And then you have the, the burda. It has lines of shirk in it. Basically saying that the creation is in existence because of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Other than that, extremism. Extremism. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he said, La tuturuni kama atrata nasara isa bin Maryam. Do not exaggerate about me like the Christians exaggerated about Isa, the son of Maryam. Innama ana abdun fukul abdullah wa rasuluh. He said, Indeed, I'm only a servant. So say the servant of Allah and his messenger. The Prophet is telling us not to be like the Christians are with the with Isa. The Christians celebrate Isa's birth and the Muslims are celebrating Isa's birth. Uh, the Prophet's birth. He said a lot of it. Prophet told us don't exaggerate how the Christians exaggerated regarding Isa. So we don't follow their way as it relates to how we honor prophets or the Prophet, specifically the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi you don't honor the Prophet Muhammad the way they honor Isa or they say that they honor Isa and commemorate uh, Isa Isa. No, we follow that which Allah has revealed. We follow that which the Prophet taught us. We follow that which the Sahaba were upon because their way is the way that Allah was pleased with. Yes. One is about yeah, wishing a uh, non-Muslim when you are walking, you know, when somebody is sick or ill. Uh-huh. It's a common practice that may God bless you of uh, keeping good health and be healthy and hearty. What do we make dua for them for guidance? How do we make? I mean, how, how you do say, you may Allah give you guidance. Allah to so use Allah. Use Allah. Allah. Why? Why? Sign a card. What do you like? Allah. Right, yeah, may Allah make you, you better. Say, you can put in parentheses. Use Allah. Oh, you put in parentheses. You, you don't have to. You say Allah. What's the problem? Yes, no, 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 I'm saying say Allah. Yeah. This is da'wah, inshallah. Wallah is da'wah. Within parentheses, you write God. You don't have to. You don't have to. They, they understand. We, we, it's not like Islam is new to people. People understand when we say Allah, we're talking about the creator of the heavens and the earth. Put Allah Almighty. 
Allah Almighty. Allah Almighty. Not only that, be Almighty. <laughs> <laughs> be Almighty. <laughs> but it's important when dealing with the uh, non-Muslims that we use wisdom. And that's very important. We use wisdom and how we deal with them. Because our interaction with them is da'wah. And so we don't want to uh, tarnish the image of Islam. That doesn't mean compromise the deen. That means deal with them in a manner that will cause their hearts to be attracted to the deen. And this is with good speech, good actions. You know, if you have neighbors that are non-Muslims, you know, every now and then send a plate of food or some food over to them. This is from Dawa. You know, make sure that your children in the house are not disturbing the neighbors, stuff like that. This is because the neighbors have rights, even though they're not Muslims. If they're neighbors, they have the right of being neighbors. Can't just be in the children, can't just be house going wild and up 10, 11 o'clock at night, neighbors are trying to sleep and the children are still jumping off beds and all type. Yeah, no, no, this is not befitting. The Prophet mentioned, that whoever believes in Allah and Allah is letting him honor his neighbor. And this is whether the, the neighbors are different kinds. You have a neighbor that's a Muslim in your family member. And near. So you have the right of the neighbor, the right of being a Muslim, the right of, of being a family member. And then you have a neighbor that's, that's a Muslim, but not your family. So they have the right of Islam and the right of being a neighbor. And then you have the neighbor that's your family, but not a Muslim. So they have the right of being a neighbor and the right of being your family. And then you have a neighbor that's not your family and not a Muslim. They have the right of just being a neighbor. So these are like the categories of neighbors. So if your neighbor is a non-Muslim, you still have to honor them. And what's meant by honor means be kind to them. Be kind to them. Doesn't mean compromise the deen, but be kind. You know, offer them food. You see the neighbor is struggling with some help. Offer them help. You know, and things like this. Especially if it's like Eid and stuff. We send food over there. It's our day of celebration we share. No. We can, this is, these are ways of giving down to them. No. Second question is about the five fitras, uh, the, the time frame of the, uh, like, one is circumcision, then clipping your nails, clipping your mustache, and shaving your... The circumcision uh, should be done when the child is young. Yeah. It's the best it's time. As for the clipping of the nails and the removal of the hair, the armpits, and the pubic hairs, uh, and the shortening of the mustache, this should be done, uh, yeah, under 40 days. Should not go over. It should not go over 40 days. So that's the limit right there. Once you hit that 40 day mark, you should make sure that you remove uh, the hair from the armpits and from your privates and uh, shorten your mustache. And the shortening of the mustache is not cutting it all off, you're just shortening it down. Where the mustache is there, but it, what it is that don't let it come over your lip to where the hair is covering your lip like the Yahoot. You know, see sometimes they got big mustaches. The hair is coming over the lip. That's what's meant. Cutting the short meaning where it's not on over the lip. As Umar bin Khattab, he said he had a long mustache. And he used to twist it. So that means the hair grew out. 
he was able to right but it wasn't over his lip to where you can't see his lip and this is what's meant by shortening the Imam Malik uh, there's a report of him that he viewed that cutting off the mustache in its entirety is bidah indeed so it should not be cut off in its entirety there's nothing there at all you must leave something there the Prophet mentioned the shortening of the mustache, not the cutting. Yeah, the, the word in Arabic is the shortening of the mustache, not cutting it all totally off. No.